Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events from the weekend of Saturday, September 24th to today, Monday, September 26th of 2020. There's my dog. She's making an appearance because this is how it goes sometimes. I don't know what her problem is when I record the podcast. I really don't, other than she gets jealous. But, like, I haven't figured out how to break her of that. And it's only getting worse. Um, so if anyone's, like, a dog trainer or would have some tips to stop my dog from just completely panicking when I talk to anyone that isn't her, including a computer or a phone, <sighs> this is what she did today. This is... I'm going to go on a tangent on my dog. So my dog's name is Liberty and she's the cutest. She's a miniature Australian Shepherd and I love her so much. But she hates when like I have an alarm go off or my phone rings or I answer the phone or like record a podcast like I'm doing now. Like she just hates it. So I watched this morning, some last night, but this morning, um, the new Netflix show Emily in Paris and it was lovely. It's a very good show. I highly recommend it. Um, it was a really great, like, <laughs> I watched the whole thing in two days. But that's neither here nor there. Um, it really, like, took me out of what I'm experiencing. Like, the stress and anxiety that I'm experiencing right now. Um, and just, like, gave me something to dream about and look forward to. I have no desire to go to Paris ever. Um, <laughs> I mean, when I go to Europe, sure, I will go to Paris. But, like, it's not on my dream list. Um, although now it's, like, a little higher up there. But, like, it just gave me, like, a wanderlust feel. And it was great. Um, and also... The person who created it, Darren Starr, is a genius who is also responsible for creating, like, Sex and the City and other shows that are amazing. Um, but anyway, okay, back to what I was saying. So this girl's, like, an Instagram influencer. And so her phone rings or dings or, you know, it's part of the show is that happens. And my dog loses her mind when it's on the TV, too. I don't understand. She hates, hates, hates with a burning, fiery passion when a phone rings or, like, I talk. She just hates it. And I don't know why. And I don't know how to, like, break her of it in a positive training way. I don't know how it started that this has now become, like, chaos every time I try and record a podcast. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, now... When I first started recording, like, I would be in my car um, because I lived at home, so I didn't want, when this was new, I, like, kind of cared what people thought about what I said and, like, especially the people I lived with. Like, I'm like, oh, I just don't want them to hear me, so I recorded in my car after I got home from work. Well, now I live in my own place, which is awesome, um, but I don't record in my car anymore, <laughs> so... <laughs> It's like a catch-22, and now there's just, like, always dog background noise because she gets jealous. She calms down after a while, but, like, I just, I don't know how to break her of it. 
So, I don't know, maybe I just, like, start doing it randomly throughout the day, just like my intro, because that's what sends her into a tizzy. I don't know. So, that'll be fun. Um, But, yeah. So, also, thank goodness it's a weekend um, that we're covering, because let me tell you, there were not a lot of events today. (laughs) Um, And it looks like it's going to be like that for most of the week. Just a little heads up. Uh, It's going to be a light week. Uh, We're not going to more than likely get over 30 minutes of episode unless something crazy happens um, in the next week. Um, Yeah, so that's that. So that's like my update and my tangent on my dog, Aunt Emily in Paris. It's a great show. If you're feeling anxious and like want to not feel anxious, it's a great show for that. Um... (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and get started with the Belgian royal family now. So there were actually no events in Belgium, but it was yesterday on the 25th of October, uh, Princess Elizabeth, Duchess of Brabant, which I just recently learned I was saying wrong. Um, I've always said it with an American accent of of Brabant. Turns out it's Brabant. Um, It's much more French sounding because of course it is. Um, And so that's my bad. Um, but yeah, it was her 19th birthday yesterday. Um, the Belgian royal household, of course, as per their tradition, released a new picture. Um, and this year it was of her training at, um, probably like the camp, um, for the Royal Military Academy, I would assume. Um, but yeah, so that's the picture that they released. It was, um, really reflective of like, what's happening right now like she's at school and doing what she needs to be doing and doesn't probably doesn't have a lot of time for a uh, a photo shoot and also covid so yeah um and then so last weekend or last episode i talked about how there was nothing on the calendar for the belgian royal family this week and that has kind of changed um so there are some events but like today there wasn't a meeting with the prime minister that they announced at least. I don't know if it still happened and they just didn't talk about it. Um, but like it's nowhere to be found. And that's a typical Monday. Like you expect it from them. Um, so they have some events scheduled for like Wednesday and Thursday this week. At least for right now. Um, but they also have on there like a quote unquote event that... Um, talks about adaptations to their schedule due to the pandemic. So I was hoping that we wouldn't see this. And of course we are. Um, The Royal, at least for right now, the Belgian Royals are probably not going to be doing a lot of events outside in the general public. Um, So, this is something that I foresee kind of spreading across the European royal families again. 
um, as we enter into winter time, um, cold and flu season, etc. Like, it's just, it's not good. Um, and I, I expect that we'll, we'll see this. So, I don't know what I'm going to do about that yet. Um, honestly, that reality just kind of struck me today of, oh, we might go into a full-blown European lockdown again. Um, and so, who knows what that's going to mean. As countries, like, start to shut down, like, what their royal families are going to do. Um, so I think we're safe in Scandinavia, but, because most of the Scandinavian are, like, uh, in the European Union map, color-coded map, um, they're, like, yellow and green, which means they're still pretty safe, um, so, but yeah, there was an announcement that, like, things would be modified, and for the most part, the royal family would be working from home, um, so we'll see what that looks like going forward. Um, but yeah, just a heads up, that's where we're probably headed again, just um, an FYI. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So that's what was going on in Belgium. Happy 19th birthday to Princess Elizabeth. Um, and question mark on what's to come for the rest of the week. So yeah, that's what's going on in Belgium. Um, and now we are going to move in to the British royal family. busy weekend-ish. <laughs> so they made it, the British royal family, like social media, made it seem like there were lots of different events happening when really everything was surrounding one event. Um, so they kept tweeting out like different clips of the same thing. Um, and so that all led up to yesterday, the Duchess of Cornwall was a, um, like a special presenter for the Olivier Awards. Um, which are, like, the British theater awards, similar to, like, the Tonys in America, if you're American. Um, but the Olivier Awards, which, let's talk about my uncultured Americanness and also my potential undiagnosed dyslexia. Because I kept reading it as the Oliver Awards, and, like, it made sense in my head because of the play Oliver Twist. Like... No, I've heard of the Olivier Awards. I just wasn't seeing the extra I and also I'm American and don't pronounce things like a French person does, as we just saw in the Belgian segment. Um, but I kept reading it as Oliver and I was like, sure, yeah, that makes sense. And then I finally was able to like watch some clips and post, um, I did post Camilla's like segment onto YouTube. Um, so YouTube is or, uh, I'm the day, I think I'm Daily Royal Podcast on YouTube. Um, but I like watched that and heard it and I went, oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. Um, so anyway, 
The Duchess of Cornwall was at the Olivier Awards honoring British theater. Um, this was a digital event, so it was pre-recorded. They were releasing things on Saturday um, for the event on Sunday. So it was, it was pre-recorded, but all kind of clipped together um, for, yes, for last night. And so Camilla presented a special Olivier Award to um, the lyricist whose name I don't want to get wrong. So it was the lyricist Dan Black. Um, and so before she presented the award, she gave a speech about the resilience of the theater and how important theater is to her and anyone else who like genuinely just loves the theater um, and how much we as a collective community like need that in our lives um, even though of course it's different right now and of course it's weird and hard um, but like how important it is to when we come out of this that the theater still be there um, and so she talked about that and then presented the award and then was just kind of like hanging out on stage while Dan Black like gave his speech, which was hilarious. It was it was a very funny speech. There was a lot of laughter going on, which some of it I'm wondering was a laugh if it was a laugh track, but like Camilla was still had her mic on and people were physically there, just not a lot of them. Um so it was I'm sure it wasn't a complete laugh track. But yeah, that's what was going on yesterday. And then today, um again, the Duchess of Cornwall led the day. Um, so she visited as part of her duty as patron of the Friends of Weston Brit Arboretum. Um, she visited the Arboretum itself to hear about lots of different things, including their conservation and education programs. Um, and I'm sure, I'm so sure that that is very important because it is. Um, I benefited from an Arboretum that had great education programs when I was going through public, like, elementary school and high school and stuff, um, and even a little bit into adulthood, in all honesty, but, like, I'm a sucker for fall colors and fall trees, and so that's what struck me the most today, um, was that this maple tree that actually has a really cool story and that, um, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall actually planted said tree, um, but it was just, like, the leaves were so red. It was so pretty. Um, and so where I live, like, leaves, leaves turn, um, of course, where I live. But I have lived in other parts of the country where the trees turn and it's just this beautiful landscape, um, so I lived in New England a few years ago for a little while, um, specifically during the fall. And one of my favorite things to do, um, I was there for work and it was like a super busy job. But when I had a break or when I forced myself to take a break, rather, um, sometimes I would just drive and look at the leaves because they were so pretty. Um, it was just like they were great. And that's what that brought me back to. Um, looking at these photos of Camilla today was just like how I felt when I lived in New England. Um, 
I'm also just kind of like nostalgic for that time just because of what my job was there and like what's happening now and it's all relative. Um, but it was just like, it was so pretty <laughs> and that was the most important part, I guess. I don't know. Um, but then we got some other cuteness in that, um, while they didn't make an appearance, um, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge's Twitter account shared a picture of these poppy cupcakes, um, that were made by the whole Cambridge family is what the tweet said. Um, and were sent to a, um, a Legion care home in Norfolk, which is where the Cambridges are spending time. Um, it's half term in the UK. And so the Cambridges are with their kids this week in Norfolk. Um, but they did this like really cute, like part of the Legion appeal to help, um, just in honor of like Remembrance Day that comes up. I don't know exactly what day Remembrance Day is, but it is always around the same time as, um, if you're American, you know, like Veterans, Veterans Day. Um, they're always very closely related, but I don't think Remembrance Day is on the 11th. I think it's on the 12th. Or maybe it's just like that Saturday. I don't really know. Um, I'll find out though this year because the British Royals do like a big Remembrance Day thing. Um, but anyway, it's to honor, um, war veterans. So that's what was going on publicly today. Those cakes were just adorable. Um, wow, that's the, I've, oh my god, that's so dumb. Sorry, I'm getting ready to read the, um, court circular and there's just like a really dumb, article. Um, is there, is there not a court circular today? So there doesn't appear to be a court circular for the day. Um, okay. I don't know what to do now. Um, cool. Well, I have no update on what the court circular said. So it must be that Camilla's event was the only thing. I don't know. Um, the Times of London is broken, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's what was going on in the UK. Um, and now we are going to move on to Denmark. <laughs> Today, there were a couple of events um, for Crown Princess Mary. So she started her day by unveiling the new Danish 2020 Christmas stamp. I, I'm a person that like Christmas can, I'm, I'm okay with Christmas starting in November. Um, I'm not okay with Christmas starting before Halloween, but like, I'm okay with it starting in early November. I really am. Um, I personally don't do it that way. Like Christmas for me starts the day after um, American Thanksgiving. 
but I'm okay with Christmas starting in November, um, especially this year. I may be in the Christmas spirit before Thanksgiving, honestly, because like you just need some cheer and some joy sometimes. So like that was great. And it did kind of like make me really um, excited for Christmas because these stamps, so they were um, an art, they, they do this event every year and an artist designs a beautiful series of stamps that are Christmas for like Danish people to send out their Christmas cards with. Um, and it was just so beautiful. It was, it was called um, Christmas in Community, which I'm, I mean, it's a translated name, but like so cute. And these were just like wonderful stamps. I, like they were so pretty. And it's so weird that I'm like very excited about stamps. But then on the flip side, so these stamps are organized by a foundation called the Christmas Stamp Foundation, which organizes, so these stamps then help fund the Christmas stamp homes, which are kind of spread throughout Denmark and help roughly a thousand children. So they're allowed to stay there and receive help for a multitude of issues, including like bullying, weight issues. So that could be like any kind of disordered eating behavior, um, like anything, mental health, etc. Like they're just able to stay there and like get the help, the focused, intentional help that they need. And I, I just think that's so amazing. Um, you know, I'm sitting here and again, I've made no secret that my viewpoint is American and it's just like, I do think that Americans have stamps that can benefit other organizations, I think. But right now we're so busy buying stamps to save our post office. Like, it's just, it's such a different world in Denmark and I admire it so much um, because yeah, their stamps are of course bought through by the government just like ours are. But then the government helps other things. Like, what a concept. It's just, it, it was beautiful. And they were such pretty stamps. And they made me all Christmassy. And I, and then I was like, I really want to watch a Hallmark Christmas movie. But then I remembered that Hallmark hates, like, LGBT people. Or did for a hot minute. And then realized they probably shouldn't. Um, and so then I, like, didn't watch a Hallmark. A Hallmark Christmas movie, even though I wanted to. And like, it was just, it's been a weird day, all revolving around the stamps. I mean, like, the stamps made me in a Christmas mood, but then I got out of a Christmas mood because my country is stupid. So, anyway, <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird time to be in my, in my head. Um, okay, so that was the first event. It was adorable. The stamps are great. So cool. Um, <laughs> also like sent me into a weird mood. But then the next thing was I thought would be really confusing, but it actually made a lot of sense once the Danish Royal House explained it to me in um, Danish with Facebook translations. So maybe it doesn't make sense. But the next thing is that Crown Princess Mary presided over um, the Danish Accountants Association 
um, CSR award, which was given to a Danish company that releases annual reports, like accounting annual reports that are clear and transparent. <laughs> and like, of course, Denmark would give an award for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys. I'm just jealous of Denmark today is really what this all boils down to. Like, of course they would have a member of the royal family. And Mary has done this for seven years, which is like a long time. Have a member of the royal family give out this award for sending a clear and transparent annual report that shows very clearly where money went. Like, of course that's a thing. That is super valued in Denmark. I just think it's so great. Um, and I'm jealous of Denmark. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was really cool. And then I wasn't going to talk about this because, like, the Danish royal house hasn't announced it. But I think they'll announce it in the next few hours. Is that Queen Margrethe is going to star in a podcast. Like, she's going to be a podcast co-host. And it comes out tomorrow. And it's all about, like her experience with art and culture and I have never wanted to speak Danish more because it's going to be so good um but yeah so that's happening we'll talk about it more tomorrow but just a little teaser that's gonna happen um I'm very excited okay that's what was going on in Denmark I love how I said this podcast wasn't gonna go over 30 minutes and it might not um but we're getting close I know so we are gonna skip the Netherlands, um, and move right on into Norway. weekend um I was very surprised that the Norwegian royal family announced this for one but then I realized why then in on Sunday so on Saturday uh Princess Ingrid Alexandra actually won she participated in a surfing competition for um in like the junior women's division um and I was really confused about like why they would post about her privately um like her private life like that but then, of course, she won. So, like, that's a big deal. Um, and then it was also part of a King's Cup competition, which was the first time that a King's Cup has been held in surfing. Um, and so on Sunday, Crown Prince Akun and Crown Princess Metamarit um, delivered the King's Cup at the surfing awards or at the surf competition. So it was like a weekend event for the royal family. So I then understood why they shared about um, her surfing and her winning and everything like that. So that was really cool. Um, so King's Cups exist in a good amount of countries. Um, I can think of two off the top of my head for sure. Um, but like in Norway they're given, and they're just like the, the dis the highest distinction for that sport in a national competition. Um, for the most part, there are some that are like 
um, international, but for the most part, they're national. Um, and so this was a King's Cup competition for surfing that has never happened before, but King's Cups in Norway have existed for um, a long time. So that was their weekend. Um, very cool. The whole family was together on Saturday to watch Ingrid Alexandra win. Um, Sunday, Crown Prince Akun and Crown Princess Mentamara, they didn't mention that the kids were there, um, gave out the trophies. And like, also, when this happened, I checked the weather in Norway. It's freaking cold there. Like, it's cold. Um, and so surfing in that, oh, they're superstars, these surfers in Norway in October, late October, basically November. Amazing. Um, so then today, Crown Prince Akun is, of course, still serving as regent. As of right now, he will be, he's serving through the end of the month. Um, supposedly, as of right now, the recommendation, the um, communication is that King Harald will be back in early November, but who knows? So as of right now, Akun is still regent. Um, so he held four audiences today. Um, he held an audience with the chief of defense. Um, he held a military audience, an order of St. Olaf audience, um, and then one other one. Um, I don't remember what it was for, but that was, that was his day. Lots of audiences for him. Um, so yeah, that was his day. There's nothing on the calendar for tomorrow, but then um, tomorrow or Wednesday, but then the week kind of gets busy again. Um, on Thursday and Friday. So that's what's going on in Norway. And now we are going to move in to Spain. say this podcast episode is making me think that I might add a sixth episode where we just cover the weekend but then there are day are weekends where there's nothing <sighs> I don't know but I'm realizing that this is going to be probably 45 minutes because there were a lot of things and I talk a lot hmm. I could talk less but then I don't think it's fun to listen to I don't know maybe I shouldn't have gone on a five minute tangent about Emily in Paris and my dog Anyway, I did. Enjoy. So, um, let's see. Today, there were no events over the weekend in Spain, so I don't even know why I went on that tangent here other than we're at the 30-minute mark. Um, but today, King Felipe was at the inauguration of the 23rd National Congress of Family Businesses. Um, so, this is like an ongoing, um, obviously, it's an annual event, um, but this is kind of showing like an ongoing commitment of Felipe's to businesses in Spain. Um, in fact, he even talked about that in his speech. Like he wanted the his presence there to display his commitment to family-run businesses and businesses in general. Um, but specifically like family-run businesses are so... They're so much a part of Spanish culture 
um, you know, some of the like Spain research that I do for when I eventually go, whenever they let Americans back in, um, is that like there are these amazing restaurants that you should go to that are all run by family, like are just generation to generation family run businesses, um, or markets or things like that, that are just like, it's in their, um, in their blood to like do these things. And it's just, it's awesome. Um, and so like his speech was really great. It was really focused on, you know, um, the importance of these businesses and also, um, the importance on like recovery and, um, I think it's really hard to talk about recovery right now. So Spain, either yesterday morning or, or this morning, were put into a um, deeper version of a state of alarm. Um, so it's a federal state of alarm, but right now there's still a lot of autonomy in all the autonomous communities. But the federal government of Spain does kind of have control. Um, and so... Communities are are shutting down. Um, I think like the Basque country today has gone into basically what we were seeing in March of like a complete shutdown. Like don't go anywhere unless it's to work or essential needs like groceries or healthcare. Um, and I expect like Madrid has kind of been in a lockdown light. Like I expect Madrid to go into it again. I really do. Um, and soon, like, I'd be surprised if it doesn't happen before the end of the week. I say that, but then, like, Spaniards never move the way I think they're going to move. Um, but just, like, expect some variation in what we're going to see from the Spanish royal family. Like, it's scheduled to do a certain thing right now, um, but I expect that to kind of change by the end of the week. Um, just because the... The situation in Spain, so Spain is a European Union red country, which a lot of uh, the southern part of Europe is. It's pretty much all red, um, except somehow Greece is like yellow. But for the most part, it's it's red. Um, and so it'll just be interesting. Um, but this event was held like in a hybrid format with online mostly with some physical presence. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing. I did watch Felipe's speech and read it, um, but it was really just like focused on rebuilding. And again, I just think it's like such a weird time to talk about rebuilding when these restaurants are more than likely going to have to shut down again, or like these businesses, not even just restaurants, but when I think family run business in Spain, I think restaurants. Like it just, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> um, like, I'm to the point now where I'm just like, oh, COVID, it just sucks. It's awful. I hate it. Um, but, of course, like, follow the guidelines that you have given to you um, or mandates or whatever. Um, wear a mask. Please wear a mask. Like, this is just such a tough situation. Like, do what you need to do um, to keep yourself and, more importantly, other people safe. Um you know, if the if COVID is not a thing, like, a worry for you, there are thousands and millions of people that it is a, a scary thing to 
have um, or go through and potentially fatal to so many. Like, just think about others, please. Um, As we're, you know, I know here in America, like, we're seeing people just kind of over it, including really influential people who are just like, COVID, COVID, COVID. Literally, quote, COVID, COVID, COVID. Um, but like, it's still a thing, and it's really important, and wear a mask. Just wear a mask. It's not that hard. Find one that you can breathe through, like, are capable of breathing through. I mean, I had to switch from a cloth mask to a medical mask so I could breathe easier. Um, just, like, do what you need to do to get through the crisis, please, and to help other people get through it safely and alive. That'd be great. Um, But yeah, so that's what was going on in Spain. They do have right now a busy week scheduled um, with events through the rest of the week, but I don't, I don't know how much I expected that to stay on the schedule. So that's what's going on for now. Um, And so now we are going to move in to Sweden for the most exciting events of, of the weekend. Finishing off in Sweden, um, on Saturday, it was UN Day, um, so Crown Princess Victoria sent a message to the Swedish Federation at the United Nations, um, where she talked about, like, her personal experience with, um, visiting, um, refugee camps that are made possible because of the UN, um, and how vital the UN is to the world, um, And yeah, it was just, I mean, it was really focused on, like, thanking the people of Sweden who are serving at the UN, um, but also sharing some of her personal experiences or personal encounters with the United Nations. Um, So it was just, like, a really good brief speech of of thanks and appreciation and marking UN Day. Um, It also is the 70, it was the 75th anniversary of the creation of the UN, Um, so the UN charter, um, so that was, that was Saturday and it was, it was great. I was like, oh, cool. A weekend event. And then Sunday, the Swedish Royal family just like exploded my mind. So, um, King Carl Gustav and Crown Princess Victoria were scheduled to open a new bridge in Stockholm. So I saw that and I was like, okay, like that's a really weird event, but, like, could be kind of cool, maybe, um, and then it's turned into my favorite Swedish royal family event of the year, so I went from going, meh, okay, whatever, to, oh my god, this was so cool, so first, it was King Carl Gustav and Crown Princess Victoria, and then they surprised us by bringing Princess Estelle, who is eight, going on nine, um, to this event, which is, in my book, just a win off the bat. Um, 
because I love that child a lot. She's fantastic. And like, I feel like I've literally watched her grow up. Um, but then like learning about what this bridge is doing and how in the future, we're going to see a certain picture all the time. So this bridge is part of like a revitalization project happening in Stockholm right now, which is cool-ish. Like it doesn't sound cool, but then, so this bridge connects like old town Stockholm to the newer parts. So like the newer, more modern pieces. Okay. So very cool. And then King Carl Gustav gives this speech where it strikes me why he brought both of his heirs. Because it's about connecting the current to the future. Like, this bridge is being built to make that connection right now. Um, But it's going to be there for a very long time, right? Like, that's the point of a bridge is it's going to connect these two pieces for a long, a long time. Um... Like, I have zero doubt in my mind that Princess Estelle is going to see this bridge at, like, a 50th anniversary or whatever when she's queen of Sweden. Like, it will happen. Um, And there will be, like, you know, this old-timey picture or whatever of what happened yesterday of her, her mother, and her grandfather walking across this brand-new opened bridge. Um... And I just think it was, like, such a cool move. And I don't love the way Sweden is handling COVID. Like, it's not, it's not my favorite thing. Not a big fan of it. But it's not my country and I don't get to judge them. I mean, I get to judge them. But, like, it's not my country. I don't get to decide. That's what I mean when I say that. Um, but there was something very cool about the fact that they walked across this bridge with a group of people behind them. Now, I don't think it was safe. I don't get why they why Sweden is doing their COVID response this way. But like the outsider part of me that's trying to pretend COVID isn't existing anymore, this is not based in reality, was so happy that there was a group of people walking behind the current monarch and his two heirs walking across this bridge. It was just like, it's hard to explain why I loved it so much, but it was just really, really fantastic. And I was very, very excited about it. Um, and I, I think too, like, I just love Estelle and I think her training, like her learning about being a princess and being a future queen is really interesting. I think they're approaching it in such an interesting way um, that I'm loving to watch it. Um, and I think this was just another piece of that. I don't know. I'm I'm a geek and I am a history nerd and like this is just going to be one of those things that like I'll never see come up again. Well, I probably will, but like that future generations will see this picture. Like it just blows my mind because I Like, I've seen pictures of the original, like, bridge or, like, the original project in what is now Old Town Sweden or, like, Crown Princess Mary just celebrated a 50th anniversary of a bridge, like, and they showed pictures of the original opening. Like, 
it's going to be a picture that's going to be seen again. And it's very cool. Um, and who knows, maybe by then we'll have flying cars. That's a scary thought, but that's where we're at. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the weekend. There was nothing today, but it was a great weekend for the Royal family of Sweden. Um, and really just for me and like my Royal watching heart, it was lovely. So that's the end of the episode. I know this went a lot longer than I said it would. Sorry. Um, I will seriously take into consideration having like a sixth episode on weekends that are busier. Um, like we had this weekend because I'm realizing now that I forgot about a lot of events that happened, even though they happened two days ago or yesterday. I just so moved on to Monday. Um, so I will definitely start thinking about that. I don't know if that's what route we're going to take. Hopefully by um, the episode you hear on Saturday, I'll have made my decision if you'll hear one on Monday or Tuesday. Um, but again, it just depends on like what comes out. So we'll take that into consideration. But um, please check out the website, the Instagram, um, the YouTube, Daily Royal Podcast on most of the um social media. Actually, it's daily, the Daily Royal on most of the social media. Um, but yeah, we'll chat tomorrow. Hopefully I'll be a little more concise and clear, but there aren't a lot of events scheduled. It's going to be a weird week, guys. Um, so you might get more Emily in Paris and dog content. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so with that, I will talk to you all tomorrow, but until then, have a great day.